Chapter Three of Godliness. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. Godliness by Catherine Booth. Chapter Three Charity. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three but the greatest of these is charity one corinthians thirteen it must be a precious thing to be greater than faith and greater than hope it must indeed be precious and just in proportion as things are valuable and precious amongst men so much trouble and risk will human speculators take to counterfeit them i suppose that in no department of roguery in this roguish world has there been more time and ingenuity expended than in making counterfeit money especially bank-notes just as wicked men have tried to imitate the most valuable of human productions for their own profit so the devil has been trying to counterfeit god's most precious things from the beginning and to produce something so like them that mankind at last should not see the difference and perhaps in no direction has he been so successful as in producing a spurious charity i almost think he has got it to perfection in these days i don't think he can very well improve on the present copy this charity this love is god's most precious treasure it is dearer to his heart than all the vast domains of his universe dearer than all the glorious beings he has created so much so that when some of the highest spirits amongst the angelic bands violated this love he held them from the highest heaven to the nethermost hell why not because he did not value those wonderful beings but because he valued this love more because he saw that it was more important to the well-being of his universe to maintain the harmony of love in heaven than to save those spirits who had allowed selfishness to interfere with it so our lord says i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven the day is coming when he will behold all the dire progeny of this first rebellion fall also haste happy day but let us look for a few minutes at this precious beautiful charity let us try first to define it what is it first it is divine it must be shared abroad in the heart by the holy ghost in vain do we look for this heavenly plant amongst the unrenewed children of men it grows not on the corrupt soil of human nature it springs only where the ploughshare of true repentance has broken up the fallow ground of the heart and where faith in a crucified saviour has purified it and where the blessed holy spirit has taken permanent possession it is the love of god not only love to god but like god from god and fixed on the same objects and ends which he loves it is a divine implantation by the holy ghost perhaps some of you are saying this is useless then it is useless for me to try to cultivate it because i have not got it exactly you may cut and prune and water forever but you can never cultivate that which is not planted your first work is to get this love shed abroad in your heart it is one of the delusions of this age that human nature only wants pruning improving developing and it come out right no no 
every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up if you want this divine love you must break up the fallow grounds of your hearts and invite the heavenly husbandman to come and sow it shed it abroad in your soul secondly i want you to note that this love is a divine principle in contradistinction to the mere love of instinct all men have love as an instinct mere natural love towards those whom they like or who do well for them if ye love them which love you what reward have ye do not even publicans the same wicked men love one another from mere natural affinity as the tiger loves its cubs there is great confusion amongst professors of religion on this subject they feel sentiments of pity and generosity towards their fellow-men and they may even give their goods to feed the poor and yet not have a spark of divine charity in their hearts saul after god departed from him was not wholly destitute or generous feeling respecting his family and kingdom dives in hell had some pity for his brethren but neither of them had a spark of this divine charity mind you are not deceived millions are let us note one or two points wherein a spurious and divine charity utterly and forever diverge disagree in nature first spurious charity is selfish is never exercised but to gratify some selfish principle in human nature thousands of motives inspire it too many to enumerate but we will glance at two or three we read in the context that a man might give his goods to feed the poor and his body to be burned and yet be destitute of true charity now what an anomaly but we have wonderful illustrations that such a thing is possible first a man may do this to support and carry out a favourite system of intellectual belief for which he has become enamoured just as men become absorbed in politics or in what they consider the good of their nation so that they will even go to the cannon's mouth to promote it further a man may do it in order to merit eternal life paul did this when he went about to establish his own righteousness he tells us afterwards that self was the mainspring of all his zeal it was all his own exultation there was no divine love he was an utterly unrenewed christless and selfish man at the very time he was doing this or it may be in the third place to gratify a naturally generous disposition i used to say to a generous friend of mine when he was talking in a confidential way about his giving and the delight it gave him attributing it to divine grace i used to put my hand on his and say hold my friend i am not so sure it is all grace you like giving better than other people do receiving look out that you do not lose your reward through not taking the trouble to see what you give to don't give your money to every scheme that comes across you remember that you are answerable to god for your wealth and that god will demand of you how you have bestowed your goods that is true charity that takes the trouble to investigate relative claims and tries to find out the best channels in which to give for god's glory and the salvation of men don't you put down your generosity to the holy ghost if it is not of that kind for you will never receive a bit of interest for it here or hereafter not a fraction a false charity begins in self and ends on earth 
here is a mark for you to distinguish between it and god's charity the devil's charity always contemplates the earthy part of man in a superior degree to the spiritual part and here it exactly crosses and contradicts the divine charity which always contemplates man in the entirety of his being and always gives the first importance to the soul we have plenty of spurious charity in these days the other day when i took up a so-called religious print and saw some fulsome things it had been saying about a certain individual lately dead i thought really would one ever imagine this were a christian paper in a christian country there is not the slightest recognition of a soul no reference to the man's spiritual condition or his future state here are one or two of the most ordinary human qualifications seized on and made the most of to make it out that he was something beyond his fellows but as to any recognition of a soul or of a god who will judge him of a heaven or hell nothing oh people say when speaking of godless and even wicked men you must be charitable you must not judge satan does not care how much of this one-sided charity there is the more the better for his purpose it will make people all the more comfortable in their sins and to get them all the more easily down to hell my friends are you more concerned about relieving temporal distress than you are about feeding famished souls if you are you may know where your charity comes from don't misrepresent me and say that i teach all of one and none of the other god forbid for if any man hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him how dwelleth the love of god in him but on the other side if he sees him spiritually famishing dying for want of the bread of life how dwelleth the love of christ in him if he does not minister to this special destitution i know that real christianity cares for body and soul bless god it does but always mind that it sets the soul first i know the master fed the multitude but before that he had them with him three days trying to save their souls and when they got hungry in the process then he made them sit down and fed their bodies he always looked after the soul first and so does every one possessed of divine charity why because divine charity has opened his eyes he realises the value of souls he sees them famishing he sees them being damned and he cannot help himself his desire to save them rushes out of him like a torrent he beholds them and has compassion on them dry your charity by this mark do you contemplate the dying famishing half-damned souls of your fellow-men do you look abroad on the state of the world and the state of the church do you think about it do you go into your closet and spread it before the lord as hezekiah and jeremiah and hosea did do you look at it and turn it over and weep over it and pray and cry as daniel and paul did try yourselves my brethren my sisters by this mark divine charity is always revolving round that great problem of infinite love what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul oh i can never get it out of my ears or away from my heart oh how i see the emptiness and vanity of everything compared with the salvation of the soul 
what does it matter if a man dies in the workhouse if he dies on a doorstep covered with wounds like lazarus what does it matter if his soul is saved it is your creed as much as mine that the soul is immortal and that the death of the body is only its introduction if it be saved to a glorious future of everlasting felicity progress and holiness does the child remember how he used to cry over his lessons when he becomes a man does he remember all the little difficulties of his school days when he is inheriting the fruits of them just so ten thousand times less important will be all our sufferings trials and griefs here if we save our souls and the souls of others this divine charity makes everything else subservient to the salvation of souls it uses everything else to save and bless the inner and spiritual man do you remember on one occasion when the master had fed the multitudes and when they came to him again to be fed he said ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled you would have said quite right the people want to be fed they are hungry but you hear the divine lament that comes out in these words that they were so spiritually obtuse that they valued their earthly bread more than the heavenly give them as much temporal bread as you like but mind you give them the spiritual bread first for this is characteristic of true charity have you got this charity every soul knows whether it has or not people are so unphilosophical in religion they talk about not knowing but you can find out in two minutes whether you love god or yourself best tell me that woman does not know whether she loves her husband or herself best nonsense what is the proof she seeks to please him and is willing to sacrifice herself for him in fact merges her interests altogether in his do you love god best are you willing to forego your interests and to seek his have you this divine charity born of heaven tending to heaven if not my friend resolve you will have it now begin to cry mightily to god for the holy spirit to shed it abroad in your heart give up your quibblings and reasonings and go down at the foot of the cross and ask him come lord and break up this poor wicked heart of mine and shed this beautiful pure divine charity abroad in it and then you will not henceforth seek your own but the things that are jesus christ's End of chapter 3